Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for August 15th is Jeremiah chapters 30 and 31. Whose fault is it when bad things happen to good people? Whose fault is it when bad things happen to bad people? What if you were warned not to go in a particular way with a particular group of people? Maybe some friends are going out for a night on the town and you are told explicitly, do not go. But you go anyway. And they end up breaking the law and suffering the consequences. Maybe they're arrested and you are charged because you are part of their party. Maybe something worse happens. There's a car accident and everyone in the vehicle is hurt or worse. Is it your fault that the driver of the car was going too fast and driving erratically and caused an accident that took the lives of others? Or is it just your fault that you were in the car? This is the dilemma that faces so many people when God is telling the Judah, the Judean inhabitants, the Israelites, his people, he's saying, leave, go to Babylon. I am giving you to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. He is going to be my servant. Go with him and I will bless you in that land. And the people who stayed behind were judged, even though they were warned by God himself, go, do not stay, go. But I would imagine, of course, there were people who saw these average not particularly wicked people. They just fit in with the day and the time. They were the the average Israelites who were not especially bad people. They weren't necessarily the, the, the worst of the worst at all, but because they didn't obey, they were caught up. Kind of like Lot's wife leaving Sodom and Gomorrah when the fire was coming down and they were told leave and don't look back and she turned and looked back and she was turned into a pillar of salt because of her disobedience. She wasn't probably a horrible person, but she disobeyed and she suffered the consequences. In chapter 30 of Jeremiah, God is saying, To the people who go on this exile, it's not going to last forever. I'm going to set your people free. And the exiled people were protected from God's wrath while the disobedient who stayed behind in Judah suffered God's wrath. And then at the end of the exile, as prophesied in verse 11... God says, I will bring destruction on all the nations where I have scattered you. 
However, I won't bring destruction on you. So after the exile, the faithful, those obedient to the call of God, will be removed from all the nations to which they were scattered, gathered back together while the nations that they had been in, the nations they were exiled to, endure God's judgment. So at the beginning of the exile and at the end, the people who stayed behind would suffer wrath and experience God's judgment. The people who stayed when God said time to go were the ones who suffered God's wrath, the ones who lost everything, including their family, their children, and their lives. Because God is a God of moving people around, and it's so important that we listen to his call. One of my friends recently felt a call to move roughly, I don't know, several hundred miles away. And he and his wife both, every time they looked at a clock or the odometer on their car, the numbers 911 were always popping up. And they just felt like, I've got, I've got this urgency. God is calling me. We have to, we have to obey. We have to go now. We have to hurry get our things in order. And so they did. Thankfully, they were obedient. They were faithful. They were filled with faith. My friends, we must be filled with faith. We must be obedient to whatever God is saying. In chapter 31, there's this famous verse, famous because it's quoted in Matthew chapter 2. A voice was heard in Rama or Rama, a lament with bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because her children were no more. And of course, we know the story of how when the wise men went and they, they to the birth of Jesus, they were searching for this newborn king. They went to Herod. Herod said, I, I don't know where he is, but... When you find him, come back and report it so that I may go and worship too. The wise men were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod because he was jealous. And when Herod found that he'd been outsmarted, he went and murdered all the babies two years old and younger. And Matthew tells us this was a fulfillment of Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 15. This is why the women, the people, were weeping because their babies had been slaughtered. But God sent angelic visitation to Joseph and to Mary and to the wise men or the magi, saying, get out of there. And I wonder if God hadn't also spoken to all of those parents living in Ramah at that time. I wonder if God had spoken to all of his children at that time, saying, take your babies and leave. Bad things are happening. Get your babies and go. And the people, did they just not listen? Verse 18 says, 
I surely heard Ephraim moaning. You disciplined me and I have been disciplined. Take me back so I can return. For you, Yahweh, are my God. After my return, I felt regret. After I was instructed, I struck my thigh in grief. Have you ever slapped your thigh? Dang it, I should have listened. I was ashamed and humiliated because I bore the disgrace of my youth. If God spoke to Joseph and Mary through dreams and angelic visitations as he spoke to the Magi, did he not also speak to all of those parents who lost babies on that day? And I wonder if they slapped their legs with regret, if their hearts were broken, if they were weeping and could not be comforted. But God says, keep your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears in verse 16. For the reward of your work will come and your children will return from the enemy's land. There is hope for your future, says Yahweh. Your children will return to their own territory. It seems to me if chapter 31 verse 15 of Jeremiah is the fulfillment, is, is a prophecy that was fulfilled in Matthew 2 by King Herod, it seems that God must have warned those other parents. And, and I, it just makes me wonder, what is God saying to you? He seems to be moving a lot of believers around in this day and time. Is he calling you? Do you hear that call like, I have to go somewhere. I have to do something. I would encourage you, friends, fast and pray and seek God's will for your life. In verse 31, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It won't be like the old covenant. And then in verse 33, I will put my teaching within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their God. They will be my people. No longer will one teach his neighbor or his brother. For they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest. I will forgive their iniquity and never again remember their sin. This is the new covenant, my friends, and it's available to all because Jesus came. He lived a perfect life. He showed us the way to God. He revealed the character and the nature of God to humankind. And then he took the punishment that we deserve, that you deserve, that I deserved. And he paid for it on the cross, laying down his own life and then raising Himself, by the power of God, the Father raised the Son from the dead, showing that He has power over death and sin. And the good news is we are set free simply by believing that He did it for us. Oh, the love that God has for His people Pray that you'll experience it today for his glory and for your good. Amen.